0: a repeat guest, uh, but she's on because I've seen her everywhere else. I'm like, something's happening, and there is this month. And hopefully you can help out, whether it might be some volunteer hours, good for retirees, just a couple of bucks, or voting to to get a very cool new vehicle uh, to help out connecting kids to meals. So my friend, someone who has become a friend, we have great conversations, everything from pizza to poverty to NBA and LeBron versus Michael. My friend Wendy Huntley will be on here in just a second. As I continue to let my mind meander through, um, the ethical and financial implications of the uh, the UAW strike, which might hit uh, more places, more people, more factories, more plants, if there's not any progress by later on this week. Um, and yesterday, I might have fumbled through some thoughts, but this is a this is a really super complex issue that I don't think people give enough thought to, and I hinted at it yesterday. Um, we have gone too long without people's wages keeping up with inflation and over and in this post-COVID period where people more deeply evaluated or re-evaluated or thought for the first time, hey, uh, and and I I hate to use the term living wage because it's such a catch-all and Maybe you can be working a living wage, but just not at this job. Or maybe you're spending beyond your means. I don't know. So I I don't love that phrase. But it is for sure that um, many, many jobs have not kept up with um, inflation over the last couple of decades. So we're trying to, to, let's, we talked about this before on the podcast. I remember when I was a kid, hearing my dad talk about like a cost of living, um, increase and you get like a percent or two every year to keep up with inflation. Well, in my professional life, I don't think I've ever gotten those. If I did, it was one here or there, but that was a common thing. And had we kept doing that, we wouldn't have to scurry and people wouldn't be asking, wouldn't need to ask for. Twenty percent raises, thirty percent raises, thirty-five percent raises, which is what ha- what's what's happening with the auto workers right now. And yeah, they they've missed out on all those increases over the years. So you ask for it in one lump sum, and I am personally terrified because we've already seen it happen. Um, that will likely get lopped off onto consumers. I'm fairly certain. Um, the big corporation is not going to. Um see a reduction in their revenue or profits, they'll just push it on to us. And that's that, That's what I'm grappling with, this, this ethical and financial challenge. Like we've talked about, like I've talked about before, yeah, we want to shop local all the time, but more than anything else, um, with as tight as money is for so many people, you know we're going to let we're going to let our dollars make the decisions yeah i'd like to shop local but maybe i can't get certain products that are better for my life or cost effective local so i've got to dip into amazon or walmart yeah i feel icky about it but it's just what's better for my decisions with dollars um so yes i i want people to get paid their value and what they're worth but I don't want that pushed back on to me, and this would be a lot easier to handle if we weren't trying to catch it all up at once, which is what we are doing. Because people, again, to go back to the point, people have their eyes open and said, "Yeah, I'm not, I'm not making enough here. Not the living wage thing, but I'm not making enough here." Um, I ate at McDonald's, the McDonald's on Central and something near across from the Walmart on Friday. And I can't tell you the last time I ate at McDonald's. Um it's, I had good good day of service at Yark. Um I was kind of petrified to go in that McDonald's because I'm used to seeing the one on burn here. And it's not the best experience when I go in there and maybe some of that's the customers. But I go and I go to this McDonald's. It was a wonderful experience. I used the kiosk, got my food um, very courteous woman helped me out and everything, made sure I was okay with the kiosk. It's like, yeah, I'm just trying to decide what I want. Um, I got a steak, egg, and cheese bagel and a bacon, egg and cheese biscuit, and a coffee. It was twelve dollars. At least twelve the steak the steak, egg, and cheese bagel was six dollars. It has been been a long time since I've been at McDonald's and ate that. It was not six dollars before. But because people are asking to get paid more, in addition to uh, supplies and goods and all that stuff costs more, yeah, life is more expensive than ever. And unfortunately, places are not sitting back saying, yep, we don't need to make all this money. And it's just getting pushed back into our lap. It sucks. Um, I hope we don't push more people into poverty. But Wendy Huntley might say otherwise with her words because the amount of kids that um that that are hungry here in the toledo area that number is not going down let's dive more into that now with wendy huntley somebody that i call a friend um is a fantastic woman one of the best people in our community let's help her in connecting kids to meals out
1: i'm exceptional too i'm ready to use that
0: <laughs> by all by all means how's your tuesday going so far
1: it's going just fine it's going just fine just busy 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 you know it's a campaign month, so it's kind of like uh, you know trying to get elected to an office. You're, right, you're, you never sleep, and you're just always asking people for votes or asking them for money or come volunteer. You're always asking people for stuff.
0: Well, well, let's get going with that. Consider us now recording. What what is this month, and why have I seen you in a good way all over the media the last couple of days or the last couple <laughs> of weeks? Can, can, give Kevin a raise. He's getting you on everybody's radar. <laughs>
1: I appreciate it. I tell him all the time his check is in the mail. Uh, Kevin Mullen is doing a fantastic job. Uh, He is helping us with a number of things, um, and he always has been just a great supporter of us. But, you know, September is Hunger Action Month, and so it's a national campaign that takes place to raise the level of awareness about the child food insecurity issues that are happening across our country. And two, it gives an opportunity on a local level to have folks to donate or volunteer or to help advocate and And share the word about what's going on with food insecurity and for us, how Connecting Kids to Meals is addressing it right here in our community.
0: Um, I want to ask you for some numbers, but first, for those that don't know, what is Connecting Kids to Meals?
1: Thank you. Connecting Kids to Meals is a local nonprofit organization, and we are Uh, focused on making sure that kids have access to healthy meals on a regular basis. Uh, The folks that we serve are 18 and under, and uh, we partner with our libraries. We partner with our community centers. We partner with our schools, our after-school programs. Really, we focus on out-of-school time when we know that kids that rely on school meals tend to be most vulnerable.
0: Uh, And you've been doing this for about 20—not you, but Connecting Kids to Meals (laughs) has been doing this for about two decades now, right? Yes,
1: sir. About 20 years and we have served over 8 million meals and just last year served nearly 700,000 meals. So, you know, we, we have a pretty wide range uh, service, our service footprint across the northwest Ohio area. So serving Lucas County, Wood County, uh, some folks in Sanducky County as well as Seneca County.
0: Um, can you talk a little bit about why feeding kids is so vital and how that connects to um, their success throughout the day whether it's school life friendships I mean I know it sounds ridiculous to go yeah I don't want to be hungry but it, it goes deeper than that
1: it's so much deeper Eric it is uh, it is all about fueling you know our young people's bodies but it's of equal importance about feeding their minds. So they can't properly develop without um, regular nutrition uh, in their bodies. And so when we talk about health related issues that come as a result of kids not getting nutritious meals, uh, that's what's going on. When we talk about kids that aren't able to achieve academically because they're hungry, their stomachs hurt or their heads hurt because they haven't eaten uh, since the day before at lunchtime, that's going on. When we talk about, you know, kids that are actually, you know, sure, there are some kids that are acting up, let's just be real. But there are a lot of kids that they can't control their bodies. They're angry because they're hungry. You know, we do have this funny thing that we talk about as adults about being hangry. Yeah. well, that's as true as it is for kids, right? Um, and so when we think of all of the impacts of kids not getting access to healthy meals, those are all of the things that are affecting them physically. But yes, socially, kids love to just be with other kids and hang out and you know be with their friends. And so our programs allow for kids to do that. They can just go to the sites that qualify, the sites that are all around our community. We have over 220 partners uh, where kids can go get meals, and they're able to just go get their meals, whether they're free or reduced at school or paid meals. None of that matters because these programs have designed to just let them be kids and to go get a meal. And hopefully they can also engage in some great programming that's going on, whether that may be, you know, math, uh, tutoring, or it might be some sort of arts and crafts class, or it may be some of our sports teams. But everyone that's listening to, to you know, to this recording or this podcast, this show, they know some kid that's actually hungry. They may not know that they know it, but one out of every four kids in our area in Lucas County faces hunger. We've got nearly 40% of our kids that live in poverty. And so when we think about the wide ranging issue. It's everywhere. And so that's why you've been seeing Kind Kids to Meals and, you know, myself and some of my staff members, our volunteers and some of our partners, you know, talking about this campaign and talking about how vitally important it is to help us to reach as many kids as possible.
0: Can you can you paint that picture and go a little deeper on that? Because, and I hope someone's listening going, hold on a second, you mean there there are kids who are, are going to school, Um hungry like kids kids will try to eat anything if it's in a bag and there's a fun logo on it they will eat it can you explain can you like maybe paint the example of a kid who is hungry and who you serve and who you're trying to get food in their belly
1: yeah so i'll, I'll take one of our you know great partners that we align with which is our boys and girls clubs you know, they do a great job of providing a safe environment for kids after school is over and to make sure that kids are able to engage in, you know, some computer programming or other learning opportunities. They also have, uh, you know, fun activities. So if you're talking about the headquarters down off of uh, Homer Hannum where they have a pool and you're talking about the show and Rock location where they teach them how to play golf in partnership with First Tee. But, they are doing the amazing work that they're doing. So what we do through our program is we align with partners like Boys and Girls Clubs, our libraries, our all, uh, after-school all-stars, our, our TPF schools. We align with those folks that are doing programming and we make sure that the kids get those free meals while they're engaged in those act- activities during the school year. And then when school is out, we're everywhere just making sure that kids have access and can come and get a meal And there doesn't have to be any sort of programming going on. So when we talk to teachers, three out of every four teachers tell us, three out of every four, think about that. They tell us that kids come to their classroom hungry almost every day or on a regular basis. And so a lot of teachers are reaching in their pockets to try to make sure that that they have snacks that they can provide for the kids. Well, what happens is we're not able to take our program everywhere. Because there are certain governmental rules and regulations, so we're thankful that we're able to do what we're able to, but there are some places we can't go. So if there's a school that doesn't have 50% or more of its kids that qualify for free or reduced meals, we can't bring our program there. It's a USDA program. So there are some locations right here in Toledo that are 45% free and reduced. That's a travesty. We can't take our program there to try and help those kids to have access to a healthy meals. So we're trying to work with our community, work with our partners, and to try and identify ways in which we can help to provide even greater support. So that's one of the advantages of you know, running a campaign like this is we get a chance to talk about our program and how we're able to help folks, but we also have a chance to talk about how folks can help us to do even more.
0: How can they help you?
1: Yeah. So there are a number of fun ways. So uh, Hunger Action Month, this campaign has been created to give people an opportunity to donate monetarily, right? So we are part of a national buying group. So when we purchase the food that we have to purchase from approved USDA vendors, we're able to stretch the dollars a lot further than any person can. So sometimes folks are like, can we, you know, do a food drive for you? Well, you can't because first of all, you have to have 2,500 of the exact same thing because that's how many meals we're serving every day. And we have to have the same meal for every kid. And in the summer, those numbers graduate to about 6,000 meals a day. So it's very difficult for folks to do food drives. So we tell folks, provide a monetary donation. No matter what that is, it's going to help us to serve meals, right? So this month, we've actually gotten some match funders to give us some significant dollars so that we can help draw out and, and, and expand the impact of the dollars that folks are giving. So if in the past you gave us $10, that would help us to serve 20 meals. And that's amazing, right? But this month, if you give us $10, you're going to help us to serve 40 meals because we have those match dollars up to $170,000. So we're motivating our community to help us to raise $170,000 to unlock the match dollars that we have so we can do even more impacting more kids' lives and to actually make sure that kids don't have to wonder where their next meal is coming from. So that's one, monetary donation. Huge impact this month. But you can still give after this month. It's just that this month we have the extra Sure.
0: It. how can they get how can they get you that money is there just go to the website
1: yeah, yeah go to our website uh www org. you can see and you can donate right there securely online we also have our address there and how if you want to mail us uh, a, a donation um we have information on facebook uh with through connecting kids to meals website um, all kinds of fun stuff we have restaurant fundraisers all month that are going on. So, for example, last night I was at Culver's in Oregon. They had a fundraiser for us. We'll be at Blaze Pizza this week. We're at a number of places. We're going to be at Poco Uh We're going to receive donations from Poco Pocopiotti from this coming weekend. So check out the website and see how you can get involved because we've created a number of ways for people to help us to, you know, provide meals to kids. You can also uh, sign up to volunteer. But one other critical thing that's happening right now we've been selected as one of only five nonprofit organizations to potentially receive the Defender Award Service Awards by Land Rover. We applied, and out of a couple of hundred applicants, we're one of five nonprofits across this entire country to be selected. But now it's all up to our audience. It's up to our listeners. It's up to our friends and our family members. We need your vote. We got to have you vote. If you go to our website, you also see exactly where and how you can vote. If you visit our Facebook page, you'll see how you can vote. Uh, it's important to get out and vote. You can vote every day from now until October the fourth. One one vote per day, and uh, we're just encouraging people to do that because if we win—no, let me correct that. When we win, when. we are going to have an opportunity to receive a customized Land Rover Defender one hundred and thirty, which is their big new SUV and we're going to use that vehicle to deliver at least 30,000 meals to kids every year. So please vote.
0: That would be super cool. I didn't know about this. I'm glad I'm glad you you brought it up. <laughs> um you talk about like it takes people power to get all this done. I've had the opportunity to visit you a couple of different times. I'm sh- not everybody can give money, we can certainly, you know, hopefully hop online and vote, but you'll take some volunteer hours yeah. too as well, right?
1: Absolutely. We've got sign up genius and opportunity. To just go to the website. We really made it easy. Go to the website and you can kind of figure out how you can plug in. You get the information about the restaurant fundraisers. You get information about how to donate. You can sign up right there online to volunteer with us. And please remember all of these things with the exception of the voting, all these things are going to continue. So This month, we're just shining a light, right? But your schedule doesn't allow you to be able to volunteer and help us until late October. Please sign up. It doesn't matter when you do these things to help us. It matters that you do these things to help
0: us. What does a a volunteer day look like when they're um, with you at the building?
1: Yeah, so it's fluid, right? Because if we uh, need some help and we have some increased numbers the day before or a couple of days before at, at our sites uh, where meals are being served, then we may need a couple of extra sets of hands, uh, you know, preparing the lunches for the next day or preparing the shelf-stable items or putting the milk into the coolers and icing those down or packing our weekend bags that we hand out on Fridays to supplement and give kids healthy snacks shelf-stable snack choices uh, that they can take with them because we pride ourselves on providing hot meals all week. We have a three-week menu rotation, and so we do that as part of our weekday program, and then we have our weekend meal packet. And so volunteers that come here, they're going to be asked to do whatever we need that day, Um, but I promise you, you'll be treated well. You'll uh, have a great opportunity and a great experience. And we also will throw in the tour and let you see our state-of-the-art kitchen that we share with Cherry Street Ministry and just walk you through if you're interested in learning a little bit more about what we do here at Connecting Kids to Meals, We will absolutely take the time and make sure that you get your questions answered.
0: Um, you get to see um, kids under 18, not necessarily who adults who may be in a certain situation um, of their own doing or whatever it might be, but but kids, they, they've got to fend for themselves in a lot of ways. And they're at the mercy of their parents or whoever's in their households um you often yeah. see kids who at the worst of time who are at the worst of times in their life um so what's your perspective of the hunger issue that you talked about one in four um inequality and you brought up the p word poverty how have you seen changes for good or for bad over the last couple of years with when you get in these touch points with these kids every day
1: yeah you know i think um I kudos to, you know, the, the supports that have been given through COVID and the additional dollars and, you know, standing up uh, you know, additional uh produce perks programs and things along that line. Uh we've got more of our markets, we've got our food banks that are stepping forward, our food more food pantries than ever. Um I think in our community, you know, we have a very healthy hunger relief network um we're the only ones that are really doing uh, the work in the way in which we do utilizing the federal programs the way we do um, but there are others that are helping in their different ways um but the need continues so despite all of what the government has done despite all of the supports that are out here the problem remains persistent you would think that everything that's being done the issue would go would would um lessen but it hasn't lessened. It's just remaining the same, which is telling me that this problem is a real and serious problem, because even with all the supports, it's still remaining a serious problem. Yeah. So we see it. We see the t- uptick in the numbers uh, for our kids that are attending after-school programming and that are getting their meals at after-school programs that we partner with, and so we see it on a constant basis um, as it relates to just the pure numbers of meals that are being served. And so, uh, you know, we just continue to try and fight this fight and get the word out and to try and uh, mobilize our community to help us to do this
0: critical work. Uh, you mentioned the Defender. That's, uh, that's a, it's a big national prize. You received some national recognition back in February. Tell me about that.
1: Yeah, you know, we are um, just grateful, you know, um, just being a part of a national cohort of uh, individuals that have been selected by you know, Share Our Strength and No Kid Hungry. And, um, you know, we are uh, participating as one of 12 organizations to be a part of a national cohort to talk about these hunger-related issues and to really help um, um Kind of talk about best practices and learn how we can be better, but also help others to be better around this country. So it's been really eye opening. Erica gives an opportunity to hear what are some of the issues going on in other communities across. You know across our country and we have a lot of the same issues in our community that folks have in a lot of the other places across our country and so we're all just in this uh trying to to fight this fight and to make sure that kids are getting everything that they need in order to properly grow and develop and so uh, we're very fortunate we 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 have been uh receiving uh reward awards and recognition and it is because of the amazingly hard working staff that i have they are amazing folks that are so passionate and committed to our mission and committed to making sure that kids don't go hungry in our community, that they're the ones that get all the credit for all of the great, um, you know, acknowledgements that we get.
0: Um, with this, uh, this, this conference is gathering with the 11 others, um, in that select group, anything off the top of your head, you can remember learning that maybe you might've overlooked or didn't think about, uh, that you've been able to bring back to c- connecting kids.
1: Yeah, you know, a couple of them have talked about you know a, a couple of variations of food trucks, and so uh, I can assure you that that's something on my radar, uh, something that is uh, definitely a fun thing that you can incorporate into what's happening. And so whether that looks like a, a hitch that's on the back of you know uh, maybe one of our existing vans, or whether it's an actual. Food truck where the side window opens up and all that fun stuff. Uh, I'm not sure yet what that will look like, but keep your eyes open because in the you know in, in the coming months and year, uh, we'll certainly be talking about some sort of a food truck uh, that can you know move around to different locations. That's the advantage. Uh, we have static locations where we go and we take our meals and serve right. But when you have a mobile vehicle, like a food truck, and you can go from into this particular neighborhood, you know, for 30 minutes, and then you're moving to another location for 30 minutes, and then another location for 30 minutes every day, and the kids know it's like the ice cream truck, right? right. They know when the, truck is, the food truck is coming, and they're able to get the meals, and uh, sometimes there are these physical barriers of railroad tracks or very busy intersections that we may have a site that looks like it's properly located for kids to access it. But oftentimes, there are these physical barriers that we have to make sure that we're being very cognizant of. And so having something like a food truck, um, you know, from my colleagues across the country, several of them have uh, purchased them within the last couple of years. And so we'll be looking at them and pricing uh, those things out and just trying to determine, is that the right next step for connecting kids to meals? I'll bet we, may, you, we may take that step. We'll I'll,
0: I'll bet you get that. If you get that food truck, cause Toledo loves its food trucks. You will have adults trying to yeah. throw money at you. <laughs> like, look, it's for kids. It's free. No, no, no. Exactly. You don't understand. I want to give you $10 for this and you could be that's serving right. that's the right. worst food in the world. And they'd be like, no, it's a food truck. I want it. Um, a food truck. that's right. That's la- right. That's last couple that's of that's questions, ride
1: the wave to our advantage, right? Exactly. It's
0: for the kids, not the adults. Put your money that's away. Right. Go to your local taco truck. Um, last, Last question. How was your golf game this summer?
1: Well, I didn't get to work on it as much as I wanted to, but I've definitely made some strides. I I, I said I wanted to buy some new clubs, and so I said, before you can buy new clubs, Wendy, you got to get a better game. So now I think my game is ready for a new set of clubs, and I actually am talking about getting fitted and... Of course, that means buying new outfits, though, right, Eric? So, <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but I love participating in golf scrambles for good causes. I was just in one uh, recently for Lot Industries, which is another partner organization uh, that we work with and have worked with and led by the amazing Tim Mintke over there. Um, but yeah, we, we I love getting in golf, game, golf scrambles and just working on the game.
0: Is there one big Connecting Kids to Meals uh, fundraiser, like a, a golf event or anything like that that people can look for around the? calendar
1: this is it right now hunger action month the entire month of september this is our main fundraising effort so that's why we want to motivate folks and get them encouraged to come out and support this particular campaign in whatever way they want to Um, but we want them to really visit the site and find out some ways they can plug in